0: You tell me how many black folk you want to sell out, and I guarantee I'll show you how to make money. Because you see, every ethnic group, every religious group, every racial group, every political group, has always made money off of black folk. Okay? There is nobody else left on earth to make rich but yourselves. The time is running out. We need money. We don't need jobs. We need money. We're being lied to every day. 76% Seventy-six percent of Americans live paycheck to paycheck, and most everybody is playing the game by the rules, and you play by the middle class rules. Poverty is not the problem in this country. It's the middle that's the real problem. You're working your asses off. You do exactly what they say. I'm gonna save my money. I'm gonna buy and you still don't get ahead because we're not making the wealth man. And in conclusion, that there's there's a, one lady told me, "She she says, I, I love everything you say, but you gotta quit talking about money all the time.'" I said, why? She said, because money is not everything. So I said, tell me what money is not. She said, well, money can't buy you love. I said, I'll tell you what. I said, without finance, it won't be any a romance. She said, you know, you can make all those smart statements you want I'll tell you what, i bet you money won't take you to heaven. I said, I'll tell you what, you let money take me as far as it can, i get off and walk the rest of the way.
1: Welcome back for another episode of Space and Time. Let's talk about money. It's my favorite subject these days and has been for a while now. Why is that, you ask? Well, think about it. What else affects your life daily more than money? And probably your whole life, right? You know, usually for most of the people of the world, the lack thereof is the case, if your problem is surplus, then congrats, you're in the minority. You know, money made me very insecure growing up, and I, and then I realized how insecure it made everybody else around me. You know, I see that in most people I come in contact with, you know, when the subject is broached. Money has been linked to evil in the minds of so many, especially the religious. You know, I asked someone the other day, I said, why is it that the more God-fearing someone is, it often coincides with them being broker, you know, and, and again, it goes back to, again, people just being programmed, you know, about the the money is the root of all evil and, and whatnot. And this is why I love Myron Golden, who's changed my mindset so much and, and his education of people, um, of finance using the Bible and understanding that money is spiritual and a birthright. You know, your mindset in anything you do means everything. This is the reason why that example uh, of someone winning the lottery and being broke soon after holds up because if the mindset doesn't know, the the, har- the habits can't go, you know. Um, when I decided to confront things that brought the insecurities, it, everything changed. You know, we're often the first generation when it comes to confronting and attempting to solve a lot of these issues learning about Africa and the state it's been in and isn't, learning the tactics that have been used to keep her down, hearing all these facts by Farrakhan in the last episode, Hearing Malcolm and Martin talk about the black economic state back then that still holds true to this very day is very much a part of, you know, the dilemma that we've found ourselves in or find ourselves in. And, you know, you have to understand these things because you must know where you've been to know where you are going. You must know how the systems were put in place in order to be able to tackle those very systems and be successful in in, in any way. You know, I am of service to people. Um, I love helping, but I'm of service to my people first. I don't ever want that to be misconstrued. So mainly the things that I'm going to put out, you know, speak specifically to, to my people. You know, they say there's nothing wrong with being poor or old, that you just don't want to do both of them at the same time, you know? And with that said, learn to use money or it will use you. That's been one of the biggest lessons I've learned because most people don't know the basics, the very basics of money. And again, learn to use it or it will use you. I promise you.
2: If white immigrants can come to this country 50 years ago with nickels and dimes and no education, and come here and pool their little nickels and dimes and no education, and set up little stores, develop these stores into larger stores, develop this into an industry, which creates job opportunities for whites. Since Lincoln was supposed to have freed the black man a hundred years ago, and today the black man, according to the government economists, has spending power of $20 billion per year. We feel that with the black man spending $20 billion a year, not setting up any businesses, not creating any industry, not creating any job opportunities for his own kind, he's not in a moral position to point the finger today at the white man and tell the white man that he's discriminating against him for not giving him a job in factories that he he himself set up. If the black man has $20 billion, And these so-called Negro leaders are such geniuses that they can integrate white restaurants and integrate white factories and integrate, force themselves into that, which the white man has set up, they should use this same ingenuity to show the black people how to pool our wealth and set up something of our own. And then we won't have to force our way into his anymore. One more thing I would like to point out concerning what he said about 125th Street. We don't waste our time on 125th Street, but you can reach more people in the street who want to change than you can in the bourgeoisie society, the bourgeoisie church, and the bourgeoisie circles. We Our program is directed toward the man in the street. So we spend our time in the street, and what we do with that man, instead of trying to change the white man in your mind, and make, uh, make you accept us, we change the mind of the black man and make him accept himself. And as soon as he accepts himself, he'll solve his own problem. He won't be trying to force himself into your factory and into your bedroom and into your kitchen. Is it right for the Honorable Elijah Muhammad to ask for some land? Will he get it? Does he deserve it? Has the Negro in America here earned it? I say again, you collect the wages of everyone in this audience for one week. The salary of everyone here, there's a couple thousand people here. Just pick up the wages that's earned by each and every person. You got some money. They all by themselves don't have much. But when you get that bag full, you got a lot. If you do that for a year, you're automatically a rich man. But when you, if you see that, what do you think about a country that uh, held back the wages of millions of black people, not for a year, But for 310 years, 310 years, you worked like a horse, like a cow, like an ass, for not one uh, day's wage. All of the wages that would have been paid to you were stored up, were stocked up, stacked up at Fort Knox. When you see that, you can see automatically America had to become the richest country faster than any other country in the course of history. Her wealth, her entire economy was based upon the sweat and the blood and the life of your and my grandmother and your and my grandfather for 310 years. If the United States government that the government, the present gener- the present white generation, recognises that they are uh, responsible for the uh, uh, death incurred by the former generation of whites against the former generation of Indians. This generation of whites recognize the fact that they are responsible for the uh, death of their forefathers. And before the present generation of whites can spend the money that they have inherited from the former generation, they must realize that they also inherited the debts uh, 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 set up by the former generation of whites that must be paid. Now, the question is this. Will the white man pay it or on his own, willingly, or will God have to step in? A man won't pay his debt. You take him before the judge. Right, right, right. Is that right or wrong? <laughs> right. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad is not asking for some land for Muslims. He's not asking for some land for just his followers. He's asking for some land for the entire 20 million so-called Negroes. Both of those questions are still combined and I know my brother here will go, but I would like like to as as was stated earlier, all of the countries that are emerging today from under the shackles of colonialism are turning towards socialism. I don't think it's an accident most of the countries who were colonial powers were capitalist countries. And, and the, the last what you, a bulwark of capitalism today is America. And it's impossible for a white person to believe in cap, uh, capitalism and not believe in racism. When you find one, yes, you can't have capitalism without racism. And if you find one and you happen to get uh, that person into a conversation uh, and they have a philosophy that makes you sure that they don't have this racism in their uh, outlook usually they're socialists or their uh, political philosophy is socialism the desegregation decisions and other type of legislation and supreme court decisions depends upon changing the white man's mind the honorable elijah muhammad teaches uh us that our own mind has to be changed. We have to change our uh, mind about ourselves in what way well So he uh, teaches us the importance of moral reformation uh, a knowledge of self and and uh For instance, the average so-called Negro, he doesn't think that he can uh, go into business and provide jobs for himself. And because of this, he thinks that he can only get a job from the white man, or he can only get clothes from the white man, or he can only get food from the white man. And we who follow the honorable Elijah Muhammad are taught that uh, the same thing that the white man has done for himself and his kind, uh, if our people could uh, be uh if they could if we could be cured of our slave mentality that was uh, indoctrinated into us during slavery we would realize that just as the white man can do these things for himself and his kind we can get together in unity and harmony and do the same thing for ourselves and our kind at the very same time that america refused to give the negro any land through an act of congress Our government was giving away millions of acres of land in the west and the midwest, which meant that it was willing to undergird its white peasants from Europe with an economic floor. But not only did they give the land, they built land-grant colleges with government money to teach them how to farm. Not only that, they provided county agents. To further their expertise in farming, not only that, they provided low interest rates in order that they could mechanize their farms. Not only that, today, many of these people are receiving millions of dollars in federal subsidies not to farm, and they are the very people telling the black man that he ought to lift himself by his own bootstraps.
1: Thank you for joining me. I hope you guys enjoyed that. This kind of serves as a crossroad for me to get into the direction that I've been working towards. I had to lay the foundation to basically tell the story of where I wanted to go. I want to leave you with a couple of things that have been in my phone for a while. One is this quote, and it says, How in the hell could a man enjoy being awakened at 6.30 a.m. by an alarm clock, leap out of bed, dress, force feed shit? piss, brush teeth and hair, and fight traffic to get to a place where essentially you made lots of money for somebody else and were asked to be grateful for the opportunity to do so. And then there's this other one. I drive an old car that is paid off. My neighbor has a new car with a payment of $700 a month. Every month I take the money I'm not spending on my car and invest it while my neighbor just pays their car payment. This is how people with the same income go in different directions. And I just want to encourage people just to make more wealth moves rather than poor moves. Broke people going broke, trying to impress other broke people. Y'all take care. You know, somebody came by your house they knocked on the door. Mother father said, who is it? Uh, say, a uh, uh, government inspector. So what do you want? Say, so we come by to, to get your cat or your dog. Say, what? Say, yeah, we just got a bill pushed through. We're sending pets to Vietnam. I don't have to tell you how much hell your mom and daddy would raise somebody tried try to send that dog to Vietnam. It'd be a shootout on the front lawn. It sounds funny to you, but that's mighty scary when you got to realize you're living in a country today where your mom and daddy would raise more hell over the dog going to Vietnam than they'd raise over you going to Vietnam.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you got a job on your hands. Yes. <laughs>